the, the one thing that fr really frustrates me is like these guys have 10 votes you can vote for 10 people yet they vote for like some of the guys voting for just just jeter or uh, that was ridiculous it's like you have 10 votes just you can vote for 10 people like just, you're, you're that, gonna tell me not one other person on that list you think should be a hall of famer that's ridiculous yeah Okay, we went way off left. Yeah. Too much pot tar. <laughs> way, way too much pot tar. Welcome back to another episode of Too Much Pod Tar. As we have a little bit of Hall of Fame uh, recap to go over. And you know, Obviously, everybody's heard by now Derek Jeter getting in. Uh, obviously, he was going to get in either way. He gets in one vote shy of being unanimous. So, I don't know who the the one guy. Who, I want to know who the one guy that didn't vote for him is. See, so I don't know if I. I think it'll come out within a couple of days. Some it'll end up. We'll end up finding out who it was. But anyway, that's and then he goes in with Larry Walker, who got he got in just by six votes. So that's uh, barely squeaking in there. I definitely think he deserves it, and. Yeah, that's could talk. There's a lot to talk about, and going forward to the next year and stuff, we can talk about stuff with like Bonds and Clemens as well. So, yeah, I don't know what what you guys' first reactions are to the to the ballot. Nick, you can go ahead first yeah. if you. Want. All right. So, obviously, the Larry Walker thing. Personally, so excited. Yeah, he he deserved it. It's been. I was kind of sick and tired of the whole he's not in it because of the whole course field thing and it just, it needed to happen. Yeah, exactly. And like now the whole the whole uh, what's it called? Core, yeah, the whole course effect is like whoever says something like that oh, it's, he played for the Rockies that means his numbers are like skewed and Whoever says anything like that, I could just take it and shove it up their ass. On. <laughs> it's like I saw this tweet earlier. Jason Stark, who he's in the Hall of Fame as a writer, and he 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 tweeted this out. Uh, he ran uh, Larry Walker's career numbers through Baseball Reference Stat Neutralizer and filtered for a neutral 2019 NL Park, and his slash line is 305, 390, and that's obviously batting average, on-base percentage, slugging, and OPB. I mean, OPS. And then just with just 14 fewer hits and 11 fewer home runs. That's in a neutral site. That's like his numbers are still that that good. So it's like it has nothing to do with the cores that he was that good of a hitter. We're going to see it now with uh, Todd Helton, too. Like, whether you think he should be in it or not, like – his numbers, his votes are going to be down for the same reasons. Yeah, which is so stupid. And they said the same thing with DJ LeMahieu. They were saying the same thing. Oh, he has a course effect. He's not going to be good on the Yankees. And then see what he did last year. He was probably the best hitter on the Yankees last year. So. Yeah, the course effect is – it it, it nothing to do with Larry Walker. I mean, Larry Walker was – he was a base runner. He was a fielder. 
Like, <laughs> he did other things. He wasn't just a hitter. Like, if he hit 300, 400, 500, and hit all those home runs and won the MVP and hit 378 that year or whatever it was, you know, like, all that stuff. If it was just that and he was, like, a DH or something, okay. <laughs> I could see you saying that, all right, well, his hitting numbers were skewed. But Larry Walker, you know, even though gold gloves and things like that are it's it's skewed because it's personal preference is subjective but he won seven gold gloves a couple before he even went to colorado you know his slash line in montreal from when he started to by the time he got to colorado his slash line was still about 270 350 500 like, I mean, he's still borderline Hall of Famer before he even gets to Colorado. So, you know, you can't control the places you play in. He signed with Colorado. He played there. Not only that, you look at all the people who have played in Colorado. Well, where are they in the Hall of Fame? You know, why aren't they? It's the same thing they say about Bonds. So, yeah, well, you know, if I took steroids, yeah, I could hit like Bonds. Well, why didn't they? Yeah. Why didn't Maguire, Manny Ramirez, Rafael Palmeiro? Why weren't they as good as Bonds then if they used steroids? to? Because Bonds was the greatest hitter ever. Yeah. Or one of them, arguably, you know. You know, with Larry Walker, the argument, the argument with Coors Field is ridiculous. Because the guy was a Hall of Fame player before he got there. The guy was a Hall of Fame player on the road. So that whole Coors Field thing is ridiculous. Totally. It's not going to stop, though. (laughs) We're going to keep hearing it. Well, it's not. No. And Helton, Helton will hear it for the next eight years. Right, yeah, you know, and Helton should be in too. Yeah, Helton should be in too. I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, he should be in. These guys, guys are the best players that played at that time. You know, Arenado's going to hear that too when he retires. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, even if he goes to another team, he's still here. <laughs> sure. Well, he pulls it. Matt Holiday. Wait till Matt Holiday goes on the ballot. Like Holiday, like Holiday was shit when he was with the Cardinals. Come on now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they're gonna say that he bolstered his his career numbers because he was in Colorado. Like it's gonna be Holiday is gonna have the same argument as Walker. He's gonna have the same type of although Walker, I take Walker over Holiday. But yeah, Walker was a great player, you know, and I tweeted something out and I've tweeted it out before and I tweeted it out again today in an argument for someone else who was talking about Walker, not having all of fame numbers. There were only six players that retired since 1965 that have a 300, 400, 500 slash line. To me, that's Hall of Fame worthy. I don't care what position. I don't care if you're a DH. I don't care what you are. If you can slash three, four, and five over a, the course of like eight thousand plate appearances, I'm sorry, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And the only other guys were it was Frank Thomas, 
Chipper Jones, um, Edgar Martinez, Manny Ramirez, Larry Walker, and Todd Helton. Hmm. You know, other guys who were close, there were other guys who were close. Gary Sheffield is close. I think he's 292, 397, and five-something. Another guy that's close, too, which is I pointed out to someone today, and they were like, holy shit, what the hell with the stats? Brian Giles. Really? Yeah. Brian effing Giles. Really? You would never think. (laughs) I just, I, I welcome you guys. Look up his stats. And you tell me this guy is not, like, at least a consideration. But he got no, he, he got nothing. Hmm. I think he slashed, if I'm not mistaken, from memory, he slashed 292, 400, and 520 for his career. And he played, like, 1,800 games. Hmm. Yeah, baseball reference, 291, 400, 502. Uh, 502. Mm. Okay. All right, so, that was cool. So, <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah. But, yeah, like. Nine, nine off of the, the 300, he hits the 405. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but there were guys like this that don't even sniff the Hall of Fame. And yet, you get guys like Viscal. I'm sorry. I love Scott. was a great defensive shortstop. I'm not arguing that. He was great defensively. He was horrible on offense. Yeah. Horrible on a good hitting team in a steroid era. He was bad. 82 OPS plus. I mean, come on. He was 80% worse than the rest of the league for his career. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't vote for this guy. I, I wouldn't vote for this guy. No. 50 war. 24 years of playing in the league. I mean, come on. I, I just I just can't. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, oh, my God. If, what if a scale gets in, but Bonds doesn't? That would, that would infuriate me. And then you get, and then you get someone like Abreu. Thank God he made freaking the five stays on a ballot. You ever look at his stats? 288 career home runs, 400 stolen bases, more walks than strikeouts. The dude was a stud for a long time. He played 150 games 13 years in a row. I mean, the guy is like... The guy was no joke. When you talk about consistency, and they're talking about putting Pettit in as a pitcher, all right, that's fine. I don't think Pettit's a Hall of Famer. But if you're going to put Pettit in for consistency and for how good he was, like, or he was good in that time and everything, look at Bobby Abreu. I mean, how many guys in – how many guys – have hit 250 home runs and stole 400 bases. True. In their careers. Like, I mean, you know, look at Abreu's stats. His stats are crazy. I mean, he's you know, not it, one close to 300, 400, 500. 
Yeah, he doesn't cross that line. But no, he's close to it, though. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's very yeah, close to it. What's the slash line for his career? 291, 395, 475. <laughs> the, the slugging's the one thing that's a little more off, but the other two are right there. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what, 288 and 400, right? For his home runs and stolen bases? Uh, 288 and 400, yeah. I mean, come on. If you're going to slash that for, like, how long did he play? What, 18 years? 18. Are you going to hit 250 home runs, steal 400 bases, and slash that? That's ridiculous. You're telling me, and walk more than you struck out, right? It's ridiculous. You're not going <laughs> to, that's not a Hall of Famer? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. I don't care how bad he was. And he wasn't even bad in the field. Like, he wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Average. Well, like his fielding doesn't hurt him. Like it's. Yeah. He was average at his peak and probably below average as he got older. So I'll give him that. All right. That's fine. That's fine. But so is Jeter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, at a more important position. You know, Abreu played right field. Yeah. Being below average in right field and still hitting like that is not the same as being below average at shortstop. So, yeah. I, I don't know. That, that's my thing. Like, people just view players differently, completely differently. And the player, and I'm not arguing that Jeter deserves to be an Hall of Famer. Of course he does. Of course. It's not an argument. All I'm saying is that people need to realize that they were great players that they didn't realize were great while they played. They have to look back on these numbers and be like, wow, this guy was actually a really great player for a long time. Yeah. And they didn't realize it when he played. Because people weren't on SportsCenter. People didn't make these miraculous plays. People didn't do certain things like that. They weren't televised. And this comes down to a lot of the media. And that's why I think Jeter gets put on this pedestal that the jump throw and like all this stuff that he did. And he played in the playoffs a lot of times because of his team. Because, and he was one of the, he was the captain of the team. So I'm not going to argue it, but I'm just saying he was seen more than a Larry Walker, than a Bobby Abreu, than a Brian Giles, than a Jim Edmonds, than a Kenny Lofton, all these guys who got snubbed from the Hall of Fame. Jeter got seen more. So it sticks in, it sticks in their heads more. It's the eye test. Yeah. And that's what makes it a mistake. I'm not saying it's a mistake. Like I said, Jeter deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. 100%. Of course. But players like Larry Walker had to wait 10 years. Players like Jim Edmonds, who got snubbed, knocked off the ballot for one year. Kenny Lofton, same thing. Brian Giles, Bobby Abreu luckily stayed on the ballot. Hopefully he gets a little more love in the next few years. But guys like that were just as good 
as Jeter, as a player. Yeah. And- People don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that. <laughs> and Edgar Martinez had to wait ten years too. It's like he was he definitely mm-hmm. deserves a lot sooner than that. Tim Raines, okay. Jim Rice, all these guys had to wait. Mike Messina. Oh yeah. These all these guys had to wait to the last day on the the last year on the ballot. Yeah, I disagree with that. Yeah. And that's why I said in my article, my Hall of Fame ballot article, when I said who I'd vote for, I wouldn't have voted for Jeter because he didn't need my vote. You know, I'm glad, I'm almost glad someone didn't vote for him and <laughs> used that vote for someone. I'd like to see their ballot because I'd like to see who they voted for because I personally think that there are players on this ballot there are 10 players that have a valid argument that they were better than a Jeter. But you also have to be strategic with your vote. And that's why, like, when I did my Hall of Fame ballot, I voted for Abreu. Because he, he needed to vote for the 5% to stay on. Walker. Because he needed to vote. It's his last year on the ballot. Well, he needed you know, every vote he could get. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he won. He got in by like six votes. So there you go. Holy shit! It's sickening that it really came down to six votes. It's sickening. It came down to six votes on his final year. Like it's, it's ridiculous. The one thing that really frustrates me it's like these guys have 10 votes you can vote for 10 people yet they vote for like some of the guys voting for just just jeter or uh, that was ridiculous it's like you have 10 votes just you can vote for 10 people like you're, you're gonna tell me not one other person on that list you think should be a hall of famer that's ridiculous yeah well that's the thing too if if you look at it all right i get it if you're not going to vote for the PED guys who you absolutely think did them, all right, so you take Bonds, Clemens, Sosa, Sheffield, Manny Ramirez, Palmero, like all those guys, like, you know, oh, Palmero's not on the list anymore. But it's a decent list. <laughs> I, get, I get, like, I get taking those guys off. Schilling, if you disagree, if you think he's a racist, then, you know, and him collecting Nazi stuff, okay. Well, that was an asshole. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. But, but, how don't you at least vote for Jeter and Walker? And even Roland. Roland? Yeah. I mean, Scott Roland's got to be in a Hall of Fame there. The dude's a top, personally, if I had to pick a top 10, third baseman of all time. Roland's probably like sixth all time. All time third baseman. So, I mean, if you're at least top 10 at your position, how did you get in? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. True. Of all time, out of the 20, almost 20,000 players that have ever played baseball, 
ever played the major leagues. There are almost 20,000 players. If you're a top 10 at your position. He had a, he had a nice jump this year, though. He did. He did. He I jumped like... up a good, like, 18%. And you know what? You know what they said, too? Nine public ballots that were from voters that were there. It was their first year voting. Nine out of nine voted for Roland. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. So newer voters. And he's young on the ballot. I think this was his second year or third year. This was his third. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's young on the ballot. And he's already up to what? I think he got, to what, 37? 35. 35.3. He'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah. Because there'll be new guys coming on over the next couple of years. And I think he's going to get a lot more love. Definitely. Definitely. Rowan should, without a doubt, be in. Him and him and Wagner, I think, took the two biggest jumps because then Wagner took a good like, yeah, 13, like thirteen percent jump, fifteen percent. Yeah, he almost doubled his. Yeah, he got up to like thirty percent. Yeah, he got up to almost thirty-two. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's at like sixteen. So. And he was at sixteen. Yeah, exactly. So I'm liking I'm liking that because I think Wagner's I think Wagner's the second best reliever ever. He's the best right, left-handed reliever ever. Not even close. I mean, can you name a left-handed relief pitcher that was better than Billy Wagner? Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Any of the closers that are in, they're all righties. Yeah. When was a lefty ever, like, you know, I mean, he dominated. He had a better whip, better strikeout. Percentage better. Like, he had better stats than Mariano. He just didn't have the opportunity on the postseason pedigree. No, I'm not doubting Mariano. Like I said, I'm not putting Mariano down. I mean, he's, he's the best closer ever, no doubt, hands down. But Trevor Hoffman's in. Hoffman saved 600 games. That's all well and good, but Wagner's a better pitcher. So, I mean, I think Wagner should be in. I think Jeff Kent should be in. I don't know if he's going to make it. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to make it. I like Jeff Kent, and I like him for the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best. He's one of the top five hitting second baseman ever. He only his jumped like nine percent. What was that? He only jumped up like nine percent. He's at like twenty-seven. Year seven. Yeah, he's got three more years left. I know. But you know what? Wagner was at 34% in year eight. And he made it. So there is there is a possibility. If he jumps up at 10% next year. Oh, it's definitely, can, it's definitely possible. And he's more than deserving of it. I think he deserves it. I think he should be in. He's one of, like I said, he's one of the best hitting second baseman ever, and his defense gets gets bashed. You know, he was a good defensive second baseman, average second baseman early in his career, and he went downhill. But a lot of people do. But he was one of the, he was one of the best second basemen to play the game 
I mean, in the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, he was he was the second baseman. Him and Biggio. So I don't know. I, I always had a soft spot for Kent. I, mean, I always thought he would he should be in. Wagner, Bonds, yeah. Clemens, Sheffield, Manny Ramirez, Schilling, Roland, Andrew Jones, Todd Helton, Bobby Abreu. Like, there's a lot of guys on the ballot that I think should be in the Hall of Fame. Honestly, even Bonds and Clemens, uh, it's it's getting a little it's getting a little close here. Yeah, I know. They were on a they were on a nice like three percent rise year by year. This year was a little not not so well. They both jumped up like a percent and a half. Well, it, it's going to be really interesting because in two years, when Bonds and Clemens are on their last year on the ballot, A Rod and David Ortiz get on the ballot. So it's going to be interesting to see. How do these players, how do these voters vote? I mean, because how can you vote A-Rod? True. Right. And Ortiz, too. They made Edgar Martinez wait 10 years. And he was a DH. So do you give Ortiz the, like, what? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going to be interested wait in the 10 thing. years. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to wait 10 years. No. I think Ortiz, look. I love Edgar Martinez, and but I think David Ortiz deserves to be in the Hall of Fame sooner. I know it doesn't matter if you get in a third ballot, tenth ballot, whatever it is. All right, they both deserve to be in the Hall. David Ortiz means a lot to Boston, and just like just like Jeter, you know, Jeter may have been. A little overrated as far as his play goes on the field, defense and stuff like that. But he was the captain of the New York Yankees who won five World Series. Like, there, it's a Hall of Fame. So as much as the sabermetric nerds and stuff, and I'm one of them to a point, but you also have to look at what the voters are looking at. And you also have to understand the history of the game. So it's a Hall of Fame. So the fame part of it does play into it. Just like people like to say the most valuable player and stuff like that, who's valuable to your team and everything. You know, I get the argument. So the Hall of Fame to me is, yes, I want to see a great player who was on the field. That That's... That's the crux of it. That's 90% of it is what you did on the field. Were you a great player on the field? But what adds into that is what you did postseason. Did your team win the accolades and stuff like that? You add that in. And David Ortiz has a much better resume than Edgar Martinez. He meant more to Boston winning those rings and the performances he had in the postseason that Edgar Martinez did for Seattle. So that weighs more into it. 
So I understand it. You know, there are better players statistically than Derek Jeter on the ballot. I'd argue Derek Jeter statistically, just statistically, Derek Jeter wouldn't get my vote. Because I'd argue there are 10 better players on the ballot than Derek Jeter. Players. Hall of Fame-wise? No, there aren't. It goes, yeah, it, it goes past the, the statistics. Right. Yeah. Well, then that brings up the argument that, hypothetically, all right, so let's say uh, Trout down the line, the team stays the way it is, doesn't really do shit. Uh, what happens then when it comes to the whole accolades and everything? He well, he's got he's a Hall of Famer no matter what. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. He's a Hall of Famer now. Yeah, I mean technically he's not because he hasn't played ten years. No, but it's true. Yeah, once but he plays one game next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are guys that are just great. I mean, Ted Williams never won a World Series. <laughs> you gonna tell me he's not a Hall of Famer? Well, do you think, you, know, think he'd be, you think he'd be unanimous though? That's more the argument I'm making because, yeah, Hall of Fame-wise, that's not even a question. Like, anyone that just thinks in general he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trout's a Hall of Famer now. You know, just like Bonds was his first 10 years. His first 10 years, Bonds' first 10 years in the major leagues, he had a 74 war. 292 home runs and 340 stolen bases <laughs> in his first 10 years. This was seven years in Pittsburgh and then three years in San Francisco. I mean, the guy was a Hall of Famer then. Also, Bonds was Trout before Trout, basically. You know, everyone's amazed at Trout, and Bonds was probably just as good <laughs> at this point in their careers. You know, and Trout will definitely be a Hall of Famer. And he's a Hall of Famer now. And he should be unanimous. Just like I thought. I mean, there were so many other guys that should have been unanimous before Mariano last year. And I'm not arguing Mariano. He was the greatest closer ever. And it's not even arguable. Oh, so, he definitely should have been unanimous. Just he really shouldn't have been the first. He shouldn't have been the first. Yeah. I mean, Cal Ripken. <laughs> yeah. How do you? How do you not vote Cal Ripken? You not the dude played twenty six hundred frigging games in a row at <laughs> shortstop, and is probably arguably the best shortstop that ever played. Maybe Hannes Wagner. You can argue like you can argue with some old guys or whatever, but I mean honestly, He's easily in the discussion. I, I want to know the voters who did vote Cal Ripken. Into the Hall of Fame. How, how do... What? what? Willie Mays? How, how, like, how don't you vote these guys in unanimous? Dude, that's the thing. Uh, one of my guys, one of the guys I'm in the Sabermetric chat with, Max Greenfield, he writes for Elite Sports uh, New York, but he also writes his own stuff. I forget his blog. But he wrote something about about the first ballot, how like first ballot Hall of Famers unanimous, like doesn't even matter. Because when you look at the history of it, Eddie Matthews, who's probably a top three third baseman ever, 
was voted in on his fifth ballot. Joe DiMaggio waited till the third time. <laughs> he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Joe DiMaggio wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, what? Like, how do you even do that? So with the first ballot Hall of Famer thing, like, you know, I look at it and I'm like, whatever. They're Hall of Famers. It's all that really matters at this point. You know, because everything's subjective. Yeah. You know, just like the accolades that a lot of these voters go on, the gold gloves, the MVPs, the, like, all this stuff. It's subjective to the votes that year. For the writers to look at those votes and you use that as a so you're getting subjective like by the second power <laughs> it's subjective enough as it is in the first place year to year and then you're looking at it subjectively as a voter for the hall of fame you're saying well this guy won the mvp this guy won five gold gloves this guy won did well it was subjective in the first place so why should that play into your voting? Wow. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let me get. Let me ask you this: like, uh, what did, do you think uh, Don Mattingly should be in the Hall of Fame? No. 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 Uh, he had a great peak, and he was one of the best first basemen for five years or so. Uh, but. I just don't think he lasted long enough. And it's close. Because I, I, and I understand the argument. I'm a big Twins fan, a huge Kirby Puckett fan. Yeah. You know, and Kirby Puckett's in the Hall of Fame. And it kind of goes that way too with him. I, I just, it's, it's so close. I, I just don't think Mattingly should be in. And a lot of it comes down to like with Kirby Puckett, he was he he led the team to the only two World Series they won. So the accolades are there. I mean, that's not really much of a I don't think that should be a part of the argument though either. Like Well, he was also the best he had the best batting average. Uh, you know, granted batting average, I get that. But he had the best batting average of any right handed hitter to retire since Joe DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. He was a gold glove center fielder. I get the gold gloves and everything. I don't know. It's tough because Kirby Puckett, honestly, would be borderline for me. Yeah. Looking at now, you know, I just think, I just think if you compare the two, I mean, Manning, we played first base. Yes, he was a great defensive defensive first baseman, and he was an excellent hitter for five or six years. I just don't think it was long enough. I think Puckett lasted longer, and I think he played a more demanding position and was just as good defensively. I don't know. It's a tough call. I think Puckett's a Hall of Famer. I, I don't think Mattingly is as a player. It's it's close. 
Yeah. It's called. I think it's just like borderline. I know Tashera is coming up soon. I think Tashera is coming up in another couple of years when um, when Ortiz and A Rod come up in two years. I think Tashera and Jimmy Rollins come up. Yeah. So I like to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Mark Tashera and Jimmy Rollins. What do you think? Uh, and Ortiz and A Rod. I don't think we. I don't think of them as the Hall of Famers. No? No. Well, me, I think, well, I think Rollins, of the two, I think Rollins would probably get more votes. I think Rollins has the better shot. Yeah. The two. I think, just... Go ahead. Well, I think, I think Rollins is the better shot. Yeah, quite sure. Stop. His peak was better than Vizquel's. I Vizquel's getting all the love, and Rollins also won an MVP. Yeah, so that's going to play well. Sure. And he also has a ring. You know, he won with the 2008 Phillies. So, I think a big part of the share too is that is just like his injuries. I think that really hurt him. Yeah, Tushara's borderline for me. He was an excellent first baseman as far as fielding goes, but I don't, I don't know. He's borderline. Yeah. It, it's tough with him. I don't think he. I don't think he makes it. I, don't think he, I think he has like a fifty-one WAR. Like he's he's very borderline. Yeah, fifty-one more. Yeah, one. Just the one argument I had, like for Mattingly, though, is just I wouldn't necessarily say he definitely should have been in, but well, he definitely he still has a shot because he's on like the modern modern era, I think, right or something. Yeah. So, but I think he should have had more of a percentage. He only had, he only had like twenty-eight percent of the vote, which I think it should have been higher than that, even if he didn't get in. It's like. I think he should have been considered more than what he was. I'll agree with that. I mean, a lot of these guys should be considered more. Yeah. You know, in Jim Edmonds, Kenny Lofton, Lou Whitaker. Again, Lou Whitaker goes into with the veterans, and he still doesn't get it. I don't understand this. Some of these guys, I, I just don't get like what they're watching. Or what's their understanding about baseball? Well, uh, uh, so I think I feel like they have to do something to change the way they devote goes, because like, uh, it just it's just so weird. Like with some of these guys that seem like they don't know what they're doing. Like when they vote. Well, the vote's just not. I don't know. I think they should. I think they should honestly expand the vote. You know, they cut it down from fifteen to ten years. Then, so if you're going to cut down, if you're going to cut down the eligibility time, I think you should expand the vote. Yeah. From ten to say twelve. The you know, is, the thing is, half of these people don't even use their ten. <laughs> they use one or two. Yes, that's a huge problem. That they're not using their whole ten votes. 
Whereas, like I said, this vote this year, I can see 15 guys on the ballot that actually deserve to be in. Yeah. I mean, to me, to me this year, it's, you know, I'd go Bonds, Clemens, Helton, Abreu, Sheffield, Ramirez, Jeter, Walker, Wagner, Roland, Jones. I mean, those would be 10 shilling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want to throw in Sosa, Pettit. Biscal, I mean, if you want to throw all these guys, at, I mean, there were like 15 guys on the ballot this year that are legit arguable, at least. Honestly, the 16 that are still on the ballot all can arguably like have a chance to be put in and should be put in. Yeah. Because so- that's literally what you just named. It's literally the 16 that like are still left on. Like they all are deserving in one way or another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then the other thing- when, I, when I wrote the article and I didn't vote for Jeter, it was like, well, I'm not voting for Jeter because he doesn't need my vote. These other guys need my vote. And that's the thing. People that need the voters need to be strategic now because there are more than ten deserving players. So you have to be strategic with your vote. And that's what I think they should be. And then like But I'm glad I I was really happy to see Abreu survive a season, like survive a year. You know, so he stayed on the ballot, which was nice. Because I think he deserves another look. The other thing with, like, them not voting, like, for a lot of them not voting for 10 guys, then it leaves, like, the ballot, like, packed. Like, it leaves it too crowded. Like, you have to clear it out a little bit more. Because you got to, like, now next year it's still going to be, like, Whatever, a bunch of guys on there. Next year, there's nothing coming on the ballot next year. I mean, Tim Hudson, Mark Burley, and Tory Hunter are like the three main guys that'll join the ballot next year. None of them deserve really much consideration. Hudson's interesting, Burley's interesting. Hunter's not going to make it. Burley's interesting only because Burley's Burley's stats actually mirror Andy Pettit's. If you look at their if you look at their stats for their careers, Burley was Pettit. <laughs> and they were pretty much equal. Their ERA, their strikeouts, like, you know, actually like they're pretty close. Tim Hudson had like a high for him, but 
I don't know. He's more like a Roy Oswalt type guy. Dorian is not going to come close. He may get a little, a little love, but so there's going to be really nothing next year as far as coming on to the vote. So I'm hoping the ballot is will be able to clear it out next year. I'm hoping the showing Bonds and Clemens will eventually get a boost to get rid of everything. Yeah, I'd like to see those three get in next year. Because, like, any, uh, there's not really anybody else that... Could, I mean, Scott Rowland should get in, but I don't know. I'm not sure if he'll get in next year. Yeah. Jones should get in. Rowland's not going to make it. Viscal's not, probably not going to make the jump either. No. Yeah, but I could see. Boost though. I'm hoping the steroid guys get the boost. Yeah, I don't know if Clemens and Bonds are making it next year. I think it's gonna come down to year ten. Yeah, I agree. Schilling, Schilling could make it. I think there's. I think especially with it not being like like you were just saying with big names coming up, I think Schilling should eat. Not gonna say easily, but very good chance. (laughs) He has 5% more to go. I, I think it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he's showing doing it. That, I just there's a good more. chance that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. You know, this is the, this is the thing. These guys got to clear out this ballot, man. Let's clear it out. Just because these are guys voted in already. I don't understand, like, what they're, you know, I don't know. Yeah, let's give Coors Effect Helton a nice little boost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or rolling. Just give him, you know, rolling some love. Throw him in there, you know, with Schilling. And, like, I don't know. I'd love to say my dream next year would be for Schilling. Bonds, Clemens, to get in. Just get in. Yeah. Get them done. Don't wait for the last year on the ballot. Just get them done. Go. And that's it. And then you have the following year. The ballot's going to look so weird without three of them on it. I'm so used to it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Little little increases, little by little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's like literally we have the same argument every year. Is like, should they be in? Whatever. Like everybody asks the same question every year. My next fight will be for uh, for Scott Rowland. I was fighting for Larry Walker this year. Yeah, go ahead. He got in. I think everyone was fighting for Larry Walker this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's been too long. Roland's my next one. To fight for. Yeah. He has a good amount of time left at least, though. I think it, it's a very good chance he's going to push in. I think so. I think so. Especially with a lot of new voters coming in. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, the, with the newcomers, there's not really any like. I mean, obviously next, the, yeah, the year after with Ortiz and Arod, but like there's, other than that, there's not much until like Sabathia in twenty twenty three, no twenty four. So and then each are all the same year, so not really much other than that. Like new with newcomers. Yeah, the battle kind of, it cleans up a little bit over the next few years, which would be nice. Yeah. So I'm hoping that guys like you know guys like Schilling, Bonds, Clements, Kent, Rowan, Andrew Jones, you know, Bobby Abreu, guys like that. Hopefully they clean up a little bit, but Billy Wagner. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, so that was our, you know, reaction to our, the Hall of Fame voting that just came out. And, you know, looking forward to the ceremony in July. I'll be there. That's going to be awesome. I was there at the Mariano one, too. So that's it was really cool to be there in person and see the whole thing happen. Seeing all the inductions, everybody getting inducted in their speeches. It's really cool. So I really looked forward to it this year, too. So. Yeah, and being a look at for more of the podcasts, we're going to be doing continuing the 30 teams and 30 pods. And next one will be the Mets. I'm actually doing it with Nick. Yep. Recording that one tomorrow. So that'll be good too. And then just the rest of them as we go, we get closer to the spring training. So, yeah, thanks for coming on here to talk some Hall of Fame, guys. Thank you. Yeah. And you're... Yeah. Yeah, That was good. Good talk. And, you know, you can never have too much pot talk.